Hello, beautiful liars. What? That wasn't me. Someone's <laughs> trying to steal my identity. Let's do this again. Hello, beautiful liars. Hi. It's your girl, Malika. And Sharina. And my identity-stealing friend. Shaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is Bag of Lies. We're the podcast that explores identity, important, and community through the lens of the harmless white lies that we tell. And today I'm excited. Yay! Because we're actually going to explore identity. I know. And lying. Yes! Y'all know I be out here with my coffee name, Emma. Mm-hmm. And Sharina be out here talking about she's a divorcee. <laughs> and so today we're going to dive into that a little bit mm-hmm. and see what that says about how we see ourselves in a world with my favorite person. With Shaza. Tell us about Shaza. Well, Shaza is an Arab American woman who likes to play. From brand strategy to embroidery, Shaza revels in the unexpected. She's Egyptian but has lived in exotic destinations such as Brooklyn and San Francisco. You can often find her typing tiny poems on her typewriter and drinking tea. Because she's a cutie. That is so twee and I love it. Do you really have a tiny typewriter? I do. Well, it's not so tiny, but the sticky notes I type on are minuscule. So cute. Let's get to Lie of the Week. What'd you lie about this week, Malika? Girl. So recently, I got this, like, new t-shirt, and it's really cute. It's got, like, a Basquiat print on it. Cute. And every time I wear it, people give me, like, crazy compliments. And they're like, hey, that shirt's really cute. Where'd you get it from? And then I'll be like, oh, I got this. I picked this up in Paris. (laughs) Or I got this at this really cute, you know, boutique. Or I picked it up at a flea market. And, you know, it's not the truth. Because, honestly, I got it at Forever 21 for $17. And I'm not ashamed about it. But I don't need you knowing that I got it at Forever 21. And honestly, Forever 21 needs all the business it can get because it's in trouble right now. Save them. Yeah. Yeah. Save them. Save them with your $17. Facts. It's a straight up power move. It is a power move. Yeah. And honestly, the shirt is really lit. It's got like a Basquiat print on it. It's like a little dinosaur with like a little gold crown. And you look at me and you're like, ooh, fashionista. (laughs) So shout out to Forever 21 holding me down with their $17 shirts that I saw only in the window. It's the only thing that I went into and bought. And then I walked right back out. Boom. And I didn't take it back because I didn't want anyone to see me with my purchase. <laughs> I do that a oh lot. Gosh. Ridiculous. So Sharina, what did you lie about this week? Um, You know, told, told a little casual lie about my weekend plans. Uh, somebody asked me what I was going to do this weekend. And uh, the truth is I'm probably just going to like sleep and uh, work. But I decided to get a little creative, and I said that I was going to a Rubik's Cube competition. What? Which is fake, I think, because I don't think those are real. Wait, you made that up? Yeah, I think so. On the spot? Yeah, kind of. Like, I I had literally just glimpsed a Rubik's Cube as I walked towards them, and they were like, hey, how's it going, blah, 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 all this stuff, what do you have to do for your weekend? And because I had just seen the Rubik's Cube, I was like, oh! Aerobics cube competition that's what I'm doing and they were like what and I was like yeah like you know it's like a group of people in a room and they're like solving Rubik's cubes together but it's like a competition to see who's gonna solve it the fastest <laughs> honestly I'm kind of impressed that's like a very creative lie thank you who would have thought a Rubik's cube would be your ticket to freedom I know I know I know I know do you feel like they're gonna ask you on Monday how the competition went uh I mean probably but then like I, I'm gonna really have to think sit down and think about that because like I, because I made it up I'm really gonna have to like embellish those details and fill that out in my brain first i feel like you would do that though i feel like you would take this lie and run with it yeah that's true i could become like a professional rubik's cube competitor person that could be a fun lie like an alt persona for you yeah 
I feel like now like you're gonna start being like gifted like Rubik's cubes for like everything (laughs) I'm gonna walk into your office and you're just gonna have this like you're gonna be amassing a collection because people are gonna think that you're like this Rubik's cube champion that's true do you even like Rubik's cubes no I am like not a Rubik's cube enthusiast at all I hate them they're so complicated and difficult to to fix or I guess solve because it's a puzzle and I'm just like not really about it but it was a fun life you know what I'm gonna do what you gonna do I'm gonna get a Rubik's cube and I'm gonna challenge you in front of people for you to solve it (laughs) And then everybody will know. Wait, have you ever solved a Rubik's Cube? I think so. Have you? I think by accident. Oh, that's That's usually how it happens. Yeah, I think like someone had it on their desk and I started fiddling and I was like, oh, look, I solved it. I was like, and it was like a moment of like, am I a genius? (laughs) I think you are. You think I am? Yeah. I, I I think I am too. Just say it with authority and you'll believe it. I think I'm a genius. Rubik's Cube genius. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was in college, I'd watch all these videos of like people solving Rubik's Cubes in like 30 seconds. Wait, so you don't like Rubik's Cube, but you used to watch videos of people solving it? Well, yeah, because I had the one Rubik's Cubes for like many, many years that I couldn't solve. Okay, you know, I'm done with you. Shaza, <laughs> what did you lie about this week? Hopefully it's not Rubik's Cubes. No, but it's equally puzzling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried. I tried. Um, that was pretty good. Thanks. I can go home now. <laughs> so what did <laughs> you lie podcast, about? Podcast over. Well, as you, uh, Malika, know, Sharina, maybe you don't know yet, I ordered so many shoes this week. All right. So many. And because um, I want to try them on. I wanted to experiment. Some were off brand. Some were on brand. Colorful Nike sneakers. You know, dipping my toe in literally. <laughs> And I was getting a lot of questions from people um, at my office being like, oh, wow, how much were those shoes? And I was ashamed at how much money I threw down just to try on shoes. So I lied and said that they were cheaper than they were. I've done that. There's no shame in that, girl. I have literally never done that. So many people apparently have done this. Because people be nosy about your clothes. Yeah, and your wallet. But honestly, the real power move would have been to live and say that they were more expensive. It's true. You should be like, they're like $500. 600. 700. Ooh. 5,000? Nice. No, 5,000. No, That's I don't too know much. about that. That's no. too much. Because no, if you're saying you're spending 5,000 on shoes, people are going to start wondering how much money you're making. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> going to go Google your shoes. Also, I guess I could just walk down the street to like, I don't know, what are those stores? Like Chanel, whatever's on Grant. Yeah. And just try on $5,000 shoes there. That's true. And not pay for shipping. Ooh. Also, I was with her when she started looking for the shoes and she literally searched on Google, colorful Nikes. Like instead of going to the <laughs> Nike website... <laughs> She just Googled colorful Nikes. That's so cute. It's true. I can't lie about that. I was spotted. Yeah. You know, it's because I'm actually 90 years old and I'm just trapped in this like late 20s body. That would be a great premise for a movie. I'd watch it, honestly. So would I. Honestly, I'll direct it. I'll direct that movie. I'll write it. We're going to move on to our In the Bag segment. In the Bag. Oh, that's a good jingle. Yeah, it is. All right. let's, Let's keep it or try to. Um, so first lie in our bag, my friends, is Chris Jenner secretly organizing a run-in between Chloe and Lamar after they got divorced. After they got divorced? Yeah. So after at some point after they got divorced, and by the way, Chloe only found out about this recently because Lamar is or has written a book. 
And so he describes Kris Jenner uh, talking him into flying over from Vegas to LA to run into Chloe in front of a soul cycle. Oh, no. I know. It's a weird place. Outside of a soul cycle? I know. That's a weird place to like accidentally bump into your ex. Wait, so Kris Jenner orchestrated this? Yes. What were her intentions? Um, Like maybe press because there were a bunch of cameras there. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, then also maybe just to get back together because like they had recently gotten divorced and I think maybe there was like a little stake in the game for Chris Jenner for them to be together. Mm -hmm. (sighs) This is messy. Mm -hmm. And manipulative. And just really awkward. And expensive. Yeah. Uh, You know what? Get this out of my bag. I don't want this. (laughs) Y'all know what they say about Chris Jenner though. They say the devil works hard but Chris Jenner (laughs) works harder. (laughs) And this is proof. Yeah, not a lie. <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, so we have a man in Tennessee who lied about being carjacked to hide his affair. Um, so earlier this month, we had officers in Memphis called to a 51-year-old Anthony Thomas who claimed that two men carjacked him while he was sitting inside his vehicle. So then obviously they had to run the plates and his car had actually been towed a few hours before he claimed that he was carjacked. And that's when he kind of had to come clean and say that he was making it all up to hide the fact that he was cheating. So So uncreative. I know. So uncreative. but uh, Just so lame. Bro, you were like, I don't know, you're 51. Like, you you big man. You know what I'm saying? He's grown. You grown, grown. Yeah. This is so uncreative and just messy and just, ugh, I hate it so much. It's just so lazy. One, don't lie to law enforcement. You're out here wasting their time. They Mm -hmm. could be, like, solving real cases. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you got them over here, you know, wasting their time because you're scared to tell your wife that you were cheating Mm -hmm. in a location where you shouldn't have been and your car got towed. (laughs) Like, you should have came up with another excuse for why your car got towed. That would have been the best, best result for this. Should have been at a Rubik's Cube competition. He could have did better. He so could have. better. Honestly. like it's just terrible. And, like, no one gets carjacked these days, honestly. No. Really? Uh, I mean, when was the last time you heard of somebody getting carjacked? Good cars, point. Cars get stolen. Cars get broken into. But people actually getting carjacked? That's true. That doesn't really happen as no. much. That's a lot of effort to carjack yeah, somebody. That's true. Like, I don't want to carjack someone. Not that I'm in, you know... <laughs> Living a life of crime. I am not, not that a cr- we know of. Oh, well, me? Uh-oh. No, honestly, I'd, I'd probably be like a superhero versus like a criminal. Ooh. Sometimes when I put on my workout clothes and they're all black, I'm like, I fight crime at night. <laughs> I think that to myself when I'm in the mirror. I'm like, I look like a superhero. I need to come up with like what my superhero name would be. Oh Emma. my God. Emma the superhero? Nah. No. 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 Because like usually superheroes are, superheroes are based around their superpower. So it's like whatever your superpower would be. Super dread. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. She bites dread. Batman. Oh yes. Mm. And then you just whip him out and like people just like yeah, die Yeah, my dreads are like, ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah That's fun. It's see? like how Spider-Man uses his webs. Yeah, I yes. use my dreads. Yeah, you whip just, them. Yeah, you throw them up and then you like climb mm-hmm. buildings. And, and I would just... whip Anthony Thomas with my dreads because you out here playing games and I'm done with you. Mm-mm. You're big. Right out of the bag. At your big age, you just should not have done that. At your big, big age. Get mm. out of my bag. Out Moving your... along. Okay, on we go. Um, So, last lie in our bag is a mom who lied about her son's race to get into college. So we have Marjorie Clapper. 
sounds kind of white. Yeah. With she a K. Sounding real white. Yep. With a K. Get spicy with it. Um, so Marjorie Clapper indicated or falsely indicated rather on her son's college applications that he was black and Latino and a first generation college student, even though he really wasn't black or Latino. He white and both her and her son's father have been to college. So he is not first generation either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was she caught up in like the the college scandal? Um, it was like I, on Becky and them. Well, kind of not really. Like she paid fifteen k for her son to go to like a bogus test center, but outside of that, she just kind of she just got carried away. People, have we learned nothing? Literally nothing. Have we learned nothing from Aunt Becky? That it is not okay to lie to get your kid into college. Also, when this kid shows up on campus, people are going to see right? that this kid isn't what was on his application. Right. Also, she did a lot. She said that he was black. She said that he was Latino. <laughs> she paid um for him to like take like you know bogus tests. And like, what else did she do? I mean, oh, this... she claimed he was like first generation. Like, just do one lie. Yeah. Just say he's Latino. Yeah. That you could have almost pulled off. Maybe it's true. Like it's true. You doing a lot. Miss. Yeah. That's like a lie lasagna. There's just so many. <laughs> yeah. This she baked is it herself. She baked oh. it herself. And it Family recipe. <laughs> Marjorie Clapper. And it didn't taste good. <laughs> didn't taste good. How how's that that jail sentence taste? She went to jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got three weeks and then some some coin that she has to pay back to the government and two hundred and fifty hours of community service. Y'all are not built for this life, so stop doing this. <laughs> you are not built for this life. Like it's not worth it. You know what I'm saying? You could have just passed down the inheritance to your son. They could have started like a business like mm-hmm. a la Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to get them into college. You know what I'm saying? Or they're they, not built for that. Or they could just go to college the normal way. Like yeah. there's the, there's really I don't understand what colleges they need to be sending their kids to that. They need to be out here lying and faking test scores. It's not worth it. Send them to community college. college. A lot of people go to community college Affordable and, do well. and completely still a good education. It would have been a sensible decision, Marjorie. Exactly, Marjorie. Marjorie out here spending 15k on bogus test results trying to act like your son Latino and black. What? Marjorie Clapper. Terrible. Mm -mm. I wonder if he was complicit in it. I don't know, but I personally want to believe that he would have like doubled down and committed and joined like the black student union and the Latino student union and just would have really like gone all out and oh, been like like old yeah. girl, what's her name? Rachel Dozel? Dozel yes. cuz you know you know what I was going to say. <laughs> I always mess up, mess up Rachel Dozo's name. I always like call her like Rachel Condoleezza, which or are something. not the same person. I don't know why Rachel Dozo and Condoleezza Completely Rice are like people. the same person in my head. Literally, Condoleezza Rice is actually black. Is she? She in the sunken place, but she's still black. Okay. You know, like, we'll leave it at that. She black. She black. Black. Rachel Dozo is just some sad white woman who is a aspiring black. Thinking about Rachel Dozal and just like identity in general is a pretty good segue to talking to you, Shaza. Sorry. <laughs> I got carried away. I allow it. It, it went on for too long. I know. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it was the best embellishment of my name ever. Yeah. <laughs> So Shaza, we have you here today to talk about, you know, identity and lying. And um, just to give you guys like a base of like what we're talking about when we're talking about identity. Let's break that down for you. Yeah, friends. Identity is simply a distinguishing characteristic about you. So that could be your race, your gender, your name. So let's start with your name. Shaza, what is your name and what does it mean? My name is Shaza. That's how I pronounce it. Um, But I've been getting a lot of different pronunciations of it throughout my life. Um, in Arabic, it's usually Sheza or Shadha, depending on the region in the Middle East that 
you're coming from. Um, my, I think my dad calls me Shaza and my mom calls me Shaza, Shaza. There's, <laughs> oh my, I'm getting tripped up right now. <laughs> I just choose Shaza because I like the way it rolls off my tongue. And it's such a pretty name. I, I love your like, name. Thank you. Um, and it means the smell of a flower. Ooh. Or vaguely a nice smell. Oh, okay. Mm. I mean, I feel you on that. You mm. know, my name is Malika, but you guys already know that. <laughs> and my name in Arabic actually means queen. And in Swahili, it means angel. I love that. I know. And I also have multiple, you know, pronunciations of my name. So there's Malika, there's Malika, there's Malaika, and then there's Malika. But I like Malika. I love Malika. Yeah. What about you, Sharina? My name also means queen. Hi. Many oh, queens nice. in the house. So yeah. perfect. Um, Good smelling queens. <laughs> Always. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no. So in French, it's Sharina. And then Eastern Europeans usually pronounce it Sharina. Wow. Uh, yeah. Don't like that. Don't like no, that. No, it sounds like a shredder. Yeah, Sharina is like really, sounds really kind of harsh. Yeah. But like, I don't think the like Shari or Shari, uh, the soft E's like exist in those languages because like consistently whenever I meet Eastern Europeans, they always call me Sharina. So I guess it's a thing in their language. <laughs> and then people often get confused and call me Shaniqua. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. I get really annoyed I get Michaela. That That's like my like oh. name that people confuse me for. Shaz. And I'm like, it's only a few letters. <laughs> but there's something about names that when people see your name, they automatically like assume things about you. Yes. Mm-hmm. What do people assume about you, Shaza, when they see your name? Um, Arab, Muslim. Speaks Arabic. Maybe not a good Muslim if I don't speak Arabic. Strangely, they draw that connection. Because mm. if my parents didn't teach me Arabic, they probably didn't teach me to read the Quran, which mm. means I'm a bad Muslim. You know, the formula is very clear for me. A formula of shame. <laughs> and do you identify with how you feel like you are identified? That is such a good question. I It's not like I'm ashamed of my Arab identity. It's more just I don't like the shaming that comes from me not being able to speak Arabic. So there is like this inherent distance I have from whatever that identity is that I feel like I almost don't have claim to it in the way that society is expecting me to. So I, I guess I, I mean, I definitely do identify with the Arab parts of my identity, but I don't know. It's tricky because I just don't. I grew up in Abu Dhabi, so in the Middle East, and I'm Egyptian but I don't spend any time there anymore. I don't know. So what does identity, you know, mean to you? I know we have you here talking about that. Like, has your work, you know, delved into like identity politics? Like, what is it Mm -hmm. that you feel like you can speak to about identity? Yeah, so actually once upon a time I was in graduate school on the PhD track um, and I was studying politics and mostly studying um, theories of political resistance. And a lot of my work centered around sort of the um, the quiet, quote unquote, silent forms of political resistance we don't explicitly see. So not like protesters on a street, but more like the quiet, subtle, like occupation of old crumbling buildings in Egypt, for example, as like a form of resistance against like neoliberal society. Oh, so you smart, smart. <laughs> Sometimes I play that up a little more than others. <laughs> Dropping that neoliberal. Mm, yeah, love my jargon. Um, although not really, because I kind of ran away from that world. But anyway, what I loved about what I was studying was how, I mean, the core of it was how we assume people's actions say something about them and what they're doing, but actually it could mean something else. Sort of just subverting the identity that we're projecting onto other people. So they, a lot of pe- people, particularly the Egyptian government, are looking at those people occupying that space and being like, oh, they're just like poor, homeless, 
and desperate and it, they're just like crazy and dangerous like those settlements were literally called ashuayat which is translated as like haphazardous and spontaneous when in reality they're actually pretty financially okay and create their own little communities it's pretty safe and like very deliberate and so they're resisting quietly so their identity is not like poor and um crazy but it's rather like they're like stable and deliberately stably and deliberately doing this Hmm. yeah we're not always what we see we're not always what we see what are some of the ways that you lie about your identity Mm. i will sometimes lie about my name Sometimes I'll say I'm Sarah or Amy, and I try to choose a deliberately vanilla American-esque name to throw people off because I do not look vanilla or American. <laughs> Shout out to Emma. <laughs> I feel you because Emma's my uh, subverting name that I use. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Emily. Emily. Shout out to Amy and, and Emma. <laughs> Amy and Emma. They could be friends. Yeah, Ooh. they grew up in the same cul-de-sac mm-hmm. with the white picket fences. Hell yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Same <laughs> suburban middle high school. All the things. All the things. Um, If I'm not lying about my name, sometimes it's name, sometimes it's backstory, sometimes it's just backstory, like where I'm from. So like at one time I was in a grocery store um, and the checkout guy was from the Middle East somewhere and he spotted me as Arab and was like starting to speak to me in Arabic as he was checking me out and I like checking my groceries out but maybe checking me out too anyway creepy um and he started speaking to me in arabic and i looked at him and i was like i'm sorry i don't speak arabic and he looked at me and was like oh well where are you from and i said well my mom is from romania and my dad is actually from russia Ooh. and <laughs> he could he could probably tell i was lying but he wasn't so certain about it he couldn't really call me out arabs do have good arab radar i certainly do so that's how i knew. i mean he started speaking to me in arabic so obviously but I could spot him when I was like all the way like waiting in line to like get checked out I mean anyway it's just like kind of like dude you don't know me and you shouldn't project that onto me and I don't feel like explaining myself to you so I'm just gonna create this fake backstory to subvert your expectations of me and who I am and also like to subvert the patriarchy because whatever (laughs) you don't have a right to know so you do it as like kind of a way to protect yourself yeah And that comes from a very, like, particular experience, like, lots of experiences where I've been, like, for example, in taxis or Lyfts or Ubers, where if I get an Arab driver, they'll usually be, like, starting to speak to me in Arabic because they see my name will come up if it's a Lyft or Uber. And then when I was younger and maybe a little bit more naive in taxis, I would actually tell them my name. And the questions would just kind of cascade from there. Like, uh, oh, you don't speak Arabic? Why? Did your father teach you Arabic? Why not? Or are you a good Muslim? Do you read the Quran? Do you pray? You know, it just invites a lot of like questions that have this like very serious judgmental undertone or overtone. And um, there was one time when I was in an Uber, I think it was, and I felt really unsafe actually because the driver started, his question started to feel a little aggressive and I didn't know how to kind of get out of the situation without like, without making him mad. And I felt kind of worried for myself, honestly. And actually even growing up in Abu Dhabi, I would have to, it was harder to lie because I'm already sort of in the Arab world. Um, And like clear, I don't know. It just felt harder to me there. That's so wild because I have a similar experience because my name is Arabic. And I remember telling Sharina about this. Like oftentimes I get into Ubers and they're like, oh, do you know what your name means? And I'm like, 
yeah, queen. And it's like them like testing the waters to see if like I'm a Muslim woman. But then like I, it comes out that I'm not a Muslim woman. But then they'll ask me, well, who gave you that name? You should be a Muslim woman. And like all these things that, you know, ladder up to like the same like experience that you're describing. But they're not as aggressive with me because, you know, I look very black, you know, mm-hmm. um, I look like, a, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really look like an Arab woman. So they probably just, you know, are easy to like dismiss it more and not like question it. But like, I understand like how that happens and how it unfolds and how it just really like people like are assuming these things about you and they don't know you. They just know your name no. and they see your face. And, like, they want to put all these, like, pressures on you. It's wild. And you know what? Their Arab radar is right. I am. And I'm not ashamed of it. It's not that I'm not proud of who I am and my identity. But it's more like, I didn't choose to share this with you. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to be judged by whatever you're projecting onto me. So it's a way for me to just, like, set boundaries and establish a little bit of privacy for myself. And also, weirdly, just to be creative. Because who doesn't love, like, making up stories? Facts. And also, like, having radars for your culture is a thing. I straight up have a Caribbean radar. Like, I'll be like, yo, who's your mother? Who's your father? Like, where you from? What island? Who you repping? Like, real quick. It's the forehead. You think it's the forehead? It's the forehead. Me and you do have the same forehead, though. We do. Like, our eyebrows, like, <laughs> touch the side of my forehead. Yep. It's the first thing I noticed about you when I met you. I was like, yo, we have the same forehead. Where yeah. you from? It's the forehead. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's that standard three head. Like, it's <laughs> not a four, five, or six head. No, it is it's, always the it's tiny like forehead. It's, little and weird. Yeah. <laughs> So are there certain spaces where you feel like more inclined to lie about your identity? Yeah, definitely in public with strangers because I don't feel safe around them. I don't know what, I mean, for example, I sometimes might lie to like a white person about where I'm from too, just because like they could be really racist or really like, oh my God, 9-11, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I will sometimes lie to them about that too. It's really just as a way to kind of avoid judgment and avoid like somebody's unpredictable reaction to who I am. And are there ever any instances where you lie because you just want to be perceived differently? Like you want to be perceived differently, but it's not like a protective form. Mm, Yeah. I definitely play up the academic stuff sometimes. Like I'll embellish like whatever my thesis was in undergrad or in grad school just to be like, give me authority on a topic. So like I'm identifying myself as like smarter or like- But you are smart. You're smart, smart. So smart. (laughs) Oh, sometimes lying just comes from an insecure place, you know? I'm just filling a hole. Filling a hole. Mm -hmm. My own hole. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Like me and Sharina's British accents. (laughs) Ooh, tell me about that. Well, I know why I do it. And um, I think we discussed this in like another episode. Um, but it's mostly like when I'm in places where I feel like I don't fit in or I want people to like take me like more seriously or not have like assumptions about me. Um, I'll just put on like, you know, my British accent and like, you know, I can see their eyes get big and they're like, oh, this girl's from this girl's European. She knows things. She's worldly. She, she's exotic. She's exotic. She's educated. You mm-hmm. know, Sharina, oh, why do you do it? I agree that like some of it is like, oh, I'm not just black. I'm also European, which trumps black a lot of the time, I've noticed. Um, And then I don't know, sometimes it's kind of just to subvert expectations. Like you think that I'm going to be a certain way and then I come in with my British accent and I totally just kind of surprised you. Surprise and delight. It's so great to see their facial expressions when that happens Mm -hmm. because they're like, okay. Yeah, no. Or like sometimes people will say stuff. Like I remember when I was living in New York, I went to a movie 
with my friend and I opened my mouth and was like, hi there, can I get one ticket to see whatever movie I was seeing? And she was just like, that's not how you talk. And I was like, oh no, it is. And she was like, are, are you putting that on? And I was like, no, this is just, I, I'm just trying to get a movie. Thank you. Like it, she like freaked out and I was just like, yeah, didn't expect that coming in the Bronx, did ya? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so wonderful to do it in Brooklyn. <laughs> Oh, we recently did it in LA too. Oh yeah, we, we did. came back from like a happy hour yeah. and we went to Chipotle and we ordered like a burrito we with were... our British accents. Yeah, they were super nice though. They gave yeah. us better service. They did. I find that I get better service when I put on a British accent. Yeah, me too. I think I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, yeah. we should all do. Can it. you coach me? Let's mm-hmm. do it right after. We'll go get drinks. Amazing, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but this can be really fun. Like this is not necessarily about identity, but one of my favorite lies to tell is really just the core of it is messing with people and to get a reaction out of them so one lie that I love to tell is you know sometimes people ask me what it's like to grow up in the United Arab Emirates or you know what it was like visiting Egypt sometimes I'll say something like oh yeah it was like so hard getting up really early in the mornings before school because we had to like go and like feed the camels and like get make sure they have enough (laughs) water and like strap my backpack onto them and like as I'm telling them the story their eyes get wider and wider and You can see they kind of want to call me out, but they're a little worried about calling out the quote unquote other. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I'll go on for a while being like, yeah, like they and then they'll kind of awkwardly ask questions like, really? Like, how long did it take? And I'm like, I don't know, like two hours. Oh, my God. And they're like, no, you're, you're kidding, right? Like, eventually they'll kind of break and they'll ask me that. And I look them dead in the eye and I'm like, what do you think? And they freak out. Like, they don't know. They don't want to call me out. They don't want to offend me. Either way, they're kind of stuck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love those It's a type lie of- trap. I love, I love lie traps. Okay, one of my favorite lie traps is like, so I, I wear my hair in like different colored scarves a lot. And my favorite thing to do when white people ask me like, oh, I really like your, and then they don't know what to call it because it's just a headscarf, but they don't know that. So then they'll be like, what what do I call that? And I'm just like, it's a boobidoo. And I'll make up like a random foreign sounding name for the thing that's on my head. And then they're like, oh, a boobidoo. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, it's a boobidoo. And I'm literally, I, I do it all the time. I do it with pretty much every random person that does it. And I'm just constantly sending white people out into the world with this misinformation about my very ethnic thing. Oh my God, a boobidoo? <laughs> yeah, or like ran- like whatever random combination of like consonants comes together in my brain at that time, that's the one it'll be. Oh my gosh, I want to be there the next time you just, I want to be like, it's a babaka. <laughs> But like literally anything, <laughs> anything. I have called it so many random things. I actually really love Boobidoo though. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's insane, Sharita. This is the best thing I've ever heard. Oh Sharita. my gosh, yeah, no, like. I love that. Lie traps are amazing. Ethnic lie traps specifically, they're so good because it's like, well, you don't know. You don't know my culture. Honestly, I think it's a way of, of reclaiming some power. I mean, it, yeah. in, it in and of itself is kind of a subversive resistance. Mm-hmm. And you know, we deserve that. We do deserve subversive resistance. Of all kinds. Boobidoo types. Fake camel types. Love it. I love the camel. I actually did have a camel in my backyard, though. Did you really? Ooh. Or are you messing with us? That's such a flex. She lying. It's a lie trap. God damn She lying. <laughs> you can't see me, listeners, but I'm smiling. I have More a mischievous like grin on. Smizing the heck out of it. She lying. 
<laughs> she lied. She lied. No well, kidding. since you're in a playful mood, are you ready to play a game? Hey. Always. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Okay. Um, so this is Who Lied, uh, the game where you have to guess which one of us uh, told these lies. So line number one lies and says that she's lazy and never goes to the gym. And line number two lied to her nail tech about being an aspiring filmmaker studying at NYU. <laughs> she's laughing because she already knows. I know it. She does. Uh, so the line, line to say you're lazy and don't go to the gym is Sharina. <laughs> aspiring filmmaker Malika. Facts. You win, but we don't have a prize for you. <laughs> Maybe just endless love and affection and compliments. Oh, girl, I got you and all day. Af- n- no questions asked, affirmation for any lies that I might tell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll affirm you. Okay. You need that. Thank I you. Back that up. But Thank yeah. you. No. So, uh, yeah, I lie <laughs> often and tell people that I don't go to the gym. And but why, Sharina? I don't understand. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of love this lie. <laughs> do you do? Yeah. Why? I don't know. There's some. It's subversive. Sometimes we lie to make ourselves seem better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes we just lie to make ourselves seem worse, which is kind of what I do. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it's just because like, so I am a chronic early riser. Like I'm like 5 a.m. I'm ready to go. Let's go do something. And so like I usually just go to the gym before work um, and it makes people feel bad. Like it makes people feel really, really, really bad about it. If I tell the wrong person and I've usually kind of tried to suss out whether or not I'm going to have to lie or not. But if I tell the wrong person, then it like goes down this like massive diatribe of like oh my gosh I should work out more I'm not healthy I don't do this blah 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 and it's like I don't really want to like instigate a self-loathing conversation like Mm. I just don't want to do that it's laborious well it is and it's just like I don't like those aren't my values like I want people to understand that at all times they're probably just doing their best and like honestly my best is doesn't even include working out in the morning like it's just something that I do at this point I'm not even really thinking about it so I don't want people to like feel that that reflects negatively on them okay i mean i buy that but as someone who's also an early riser and as someone who also goes to the gym like i don't feel like i have that effect on people where i make them feel bad really no what but then i also i know a lot of people who also go to the, the gym too people are always asking me about the gym that i go to and like i don't know talking about my workouts and stuff yeah. i don't know i'm i'm more proud of the fact that i actually make it to the gym as someone who didn't <laughs> used to work out and was a lazy girl so i don't know fair, fair but fair, i fair. find it funny that you do that that's funny <laughs> like be proud of it be proud that you wake up early and you active and you taking care of your body this yeah. kind of reminds me of a thought a passing thought i've been having recently is sometimes we lie to people we don't feel safe with mm. yeah that's you know, probably what it is you don't feel safe with them yeah that's fair talking about your workout routine like whatever their judgments are or whatever they're going to kind of unpack you and throw on you yeah leave me alone bro that's true and it's just like i don't know in general i think it really upsets me when people are like down about themselves and if i can like avoid a conversation where someone's like oh i don't eat healthy i'm fat i'm this then i'm just like all right cool i'd rather lie and just avoid it because like you are none of these things i just believe you to be wholeheartedly good and you just need to chill yeah that's your brand self-love all day (laughs) all day all day if i ever say anything like any small thing criticizing myself she's like don't talk to my friend like that (laughs) she's like that's my friend and i will not allow you to talk bad about my friend that that is my life i know like i think about it sometimes when i'm like about to say something mean about myself i'm like oh i can't talk to myself like that because I'm Sharina's friend, and she will not allow anyone to talk bad about That's me, beautiful. including myself. Mm-hmm. That's my line. Wow. <laughs> Do you feel touched by that? Yeah. <laughs> 
wow i'm shook mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah 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 no right. no one says mean things about my friends not even themselves <laughs> <laughs> well my lie is uh once i went to go get my nails done not once i go to get my nose done all the time y'all know me. literally all the time <laughs> but this was like one time in like new york and uh i you know i present pretty young and you know a lot of people they always assume that i'm in school or studying or something i don't know this baby face and she's like are you in school and i was like oh yeah sure i am she's like what are you studying and at the time i was like filmmaking and she's like what school do you go to and i was like nyu and then she was so impressed so impressed that for a second I was like, shoot, maybe I'll be the next Spike Lee. <laughs> Didn't really work out like that, but I'm a, I make ads, so hey, there you go. Close enough. Close enough, right? You make ads. And maybe you know it was what? more of an aspirational thing. Yeah. yeah. Lies help you bring into reality something that you might actually want. You got to speak it into existence. Yeah. Lie about it into existence. Yeah, That's what you got to do. It's a manifestation tool. Exactly. Like fantasizing and daydreaming. Lie it into existence. And yeah. buying too many shoes. <laughs> exactly. And so lying about your identity, you know? Yeah. Can be good for you. It's yeah. creative. It's creative. As long as you're not lying for gain. No. If you're lying about your identity, like old girl who was trying to get her son into school, you know, trying to gain something from saying that her son was like black and Latino and all these things, then nah, you're going down the wrong path. But if you're lying about your identity to like protect yourself or to subvert the patriarchy. Always. You know, or just to have a little fun. You yeah. know, then yeah. I, nothing's wrong with it. No, if you're not getting anything from it other than self-protection and maybe a little creative laughter, there's an, it's so harmless. Completely. So That's yeah. what we're all about, guys. You know? The long, harmless lies. We love it. Long story short, feel free to lie about your identity. Just tread carefully. Yeah. Don't use it to get into school. Yeah, don't do that. Don't lie to do that. No. That's silly. Nah. Don't no. do it. Lie about your headscarves, though. That's funny. Yeah. Your baboobies. <laughs> what was it? Babadoos. I don't know. Scooby-dooby-doo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called a Scooby Doo. I love that. Imagine if I called it a Scooby Doo. Oh my god, I'm gonna you do should. that next time. I'm but a... you'd be like, it's a Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> you gotta get real ridiculous with it. Gotta really go for it. <laughs> All right, kiddos. I hate you. And after you're done lying about your identity, you know, for all the obvious reasons we just stated. Follow us. Yeah. Follow us on all the things. You can follow us on Twitter at Bag of Lies, or you can follow us on Instagram at Bag of Lies underscore podcast. And then you can follow Shaza. Shaza, where can people follow you, girl? All right. So you can follow me on Instagram because I'm seven years Facebook sober. Girl, you right. Yeah. Facebook's for the birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Twitter is for the birds. Oh. No, that was bad. Anyway, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Shaza. S H A Z A dot E L S H. We love it. All right. That's it for us, guys. See ya. See you soon. Bag of Lies recorded at KGPC Radio with their generous support. If you're in the Bay Area, you can now catch your girls on KGPC969.org every Monday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. Shout out to Catherine. Hey. We love her. And shout out to our producer, Goddess Lighton, and our executive producer, Babarino, Babarang, El Babito, Bob Cohen. And our theme music is produced by my girl, Madly, and all opinions and foolish comments expressed here are by no means a reflection of our employers, friends, family, or upbringing. Because we're doing our best. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>